Tom, we need more HP toner. I'll get right on it, Maria. Now, I could go to the big box office supply company where I'm just a number, but I love dealing with Ferritech, the company that supplies our HP toner, printers, and service. They know how to treat their customers. They're an authorized HP vendor. They locally manufacture their own toner cartridges, and it's recycled. Tom! Uh-oh, what now? Ferritech, a customer-obsessed HP retailer. Visit ferritech.com. Broadcasting live from the Roswell Infinity Studio, it's time for North Atlanta's BizLink, the greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce linking you to business leaders. North Atlanta's BizLink is brought to you by Veritech. Veritech, great people, remarkable service. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to North Atlanta's BizLink, the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce, linking you to business leaders. I'm Mike Salmon, but the real star of the show is Deborah Lanham. Deborah, of course, with the Greater North Fulton Chamber. And uh, good morning, Deborah. Hi, Mike. Great Hi. to be here with yes. you. Always good to see you. It's uh, been a while because of the holidays, and I know you've been busy as a bee, as always. Something, as always. Something's ne- We've changed the calendar, but some things never change. Well, you know, they say uh, when you're not passionate about what you're doing, go ahead and move on to yeah, something else. Yeah. And I, I love what I'm doing, and and it's okay. But uh, and I'm I'm gonna do what people are saying we shouldn't be doing right now, and that's saying Happy New Year to you. I I think as long as it's still within January, we're good to be wishing one another <laughs> <laughs> a Happy New Year. Yeah, I don't know if there's a hard fast rule when you got to stop saying that. So. I don't know. You know, they get on Twitter and and everyone's advising against it. All right, people get over it. We're, we're in the new year. Let's go. And it's a special day today. We have, uh, you know, the transition of power in uh, Washington, D.C. today. So a lot going on. Uh, and so probably uh, this will be a show that people want to tune into later. I don't know if I got anybody listening today because we're all watching the inauguration. But I'm excited to be here with you and always to to know that you're you're covering this and you got the board taken care of. And uh, I love that. Thank you. Don't sell yourself short. There's probably a lot of people listening to the <laughs> live broadcast. But as we know, uh, with Business Radio X, a uh, majority of our listeners listen to the podcast. And that's what makes these shows so great. They're, they're, they're timeless in a way that you can always just grab and get good nuggets of information no matter when you listen, I, day or night. I agree. And, and they live on. And it's important information. And as you're going to learn soon, the guest we have today um, is evident of that. So um, we're, we're ready to get going. All right. I want to remind everybody that we're broadcasting from the Roswell Infinity of North Atlanta Studios. I want to pre- uh, give them a shout out for all their support of Business Radio X. We love our Roswell Infinity Studio. I'll allow you to make the introduction, Deborah. Well, thank you, Mike. Um, I have uh, had the privilege of getting to know this woman that I'm going to introduce Maxine Kane, and uh, she is the founder and president of STEM Atlanta Women. And Maxine, I just want to welcome you to the show today. Thank you so much for taking some time out to be with us. Thank you so much, Deborah, for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today. Thank you. Well, Maxine and I had the privilege of working together uh, for a uh, Leadership North Fulton class, uh, which we executed last week. Uh, spent a day together with the class participants, uh, the 2017 class, and our class was diversity and inclusion. And Maxine, you are a skilled HR executive. So any thoughts as we've gotten through that class uh, of how you felt things went? Wow. You know, it was an awesome, awesome class. Your participants were amazing. I think you had about, what, 35 people in the class. And just a 
just full of energy and engagement in the workshop. They amazed me. You know, it was one of the first times that I've, I taught the class that they were unanimous in the selections that they made in hiring an innovation leader for GM. It was kind of like a mock class. But I like the fact that they truly, truly took the class very seriously. Um, they really were open to the power of collaboration and how they can ser- serve and support one another. So it's a great experience for me. It was, and it gives me an opportunity, uh, kind of a shout out to GM. The Innovation Center hosted our class day, mm-hmm. and uh, they even had one of their teams come in and share about all different ages and backgrounds uh, and experience, but engineers and techies coming together to work on projects that just added to the value of the day. And so Leadership North Fulton's going on. Uh, uh, they'll graduate in June, and, and it was great to work with you. But Thank I you. learned a lot about uh, the STEM piece at that event as well, just hearing you share with the class. And so we'll kind of get into mm-hmm. what I'd like to talk to, about today, and that is just an overview right now about um, your nonprofit organization, but you also have a full-time role with a company here in Atlanta. So Mm -hmm. a couple things I'm going to ask of you. Let's share what you're doing right now corporately, and then also move into a little bit about STEM. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Right now, I am a director of human resources at Caduceus USA, which is an occupational health firm in Hapeville. We have nine clinics throughout the metro Atlanta area, and we also have one in Macon and Columbus, Georgia. So we um, provide occupational health, such as drug testing, um, physicals, you name it, from an occupational perspective, to large corporate clients like MARTA, Fulton County, Atlanta, UPS, um, Southwest Airlines. So we have multi-million dollar accounts that we support, and it's a, it's a great opportunity. We have about 125 employees and about $25 million in revenue. So it's a, it's a great transition for me. As you know, I transitioned from Verizon Wireless as an HR leader there. So I was with them for about 21 years. And so I took a year off. And as we will talk about further is I started my STEM Atlanta Women nonprofit organization. So once I got that fully developed, and so I went back to work, and now I'm excited about my opportunity at Caduceus. Very good. So I am curious about your journey um, as a professional, but just why don't you share a little bit about your career path? Uh, You mentioned Verizon, but how did you find yourself in more of that human resource role? Wow, great question. Um, Prior to Verizon, I was actually a flight attendant and I managed flight attendants for Continental Airlines for about 10 years. And so when I transitioned from the aviation industry, I wanted to get into an industry that was forward-thinking, innovative for the future. And as I searched the, you know, just around various organizations, I knew that telecommunications was the way to go. And uh, one of my cousins worked at Verizon's and she referred me to them. And I started out in their customer service organization. But ultimately, I knew that I wanted to be in the human resources field. And so I started working on special projects at, at Verizon and human resources, and I was very successful at that. And I ultimately was offered an opportunity to start out as an employee relations consultant. I did that for about a year and then was promoted to the manager of human resources, supporting their customer service operations here in Alpharetta. I stayed there for the rest of my career, but moved into very progressive positions at Verizon. So it's, it was a wonderful journey. I learned a lot. And obviously, you know, telecommunications and innovation is my thing, right? So 
I, I, it was just a good opportunity for me. That's great. You know, Verizon is a member of the chamber and a real supporter of some of our programs. So great to know that an organization as large as they are and a big presence in Alpharetta that you and I've been connected and, you know, and through your work there, but then also as you uh, transitioned into your nonprofit, what did you find in that transition? I know you took some time off. But I think it would be great for us to hear and understand transitioning out of corporate America and projects and tons of probably hours and dedication to that type of work into uh, now you're in charge of a nonprofit organization. And I think even just setting up a nonprofit Mm -hmm. organization takes time and perseverance. Yeah, it does. You know, it was kind of a scary feeling to make the decision to say, you know, I've been in the corporate world for a long time. I'm not going to. Um, share my age. But one of the things Mm -hmm. that I wanted to do was the second half of my life, I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to live the life on my own, live my life on my own terms. I own a company also called Maxine Kane Events. And so um, I do a lot of high-end corporate event planning, um, events for professional athletes and business leaders. And we marry sports and business um, together in a networking fashion. As I was working in Atlanta doing events, my passion really was technology and innovation. And I just really kind of toyed with it a little bit as to whether or not I was going to go down that path. But, you know, it was really an opportunity for me to say, okay, let me just take a break and think about this opportunity to serve women and girls relative to science, technology, engineering, and math, excuse me. And because of my experience in human resources, and I was able to see firsthand the opportunities that were that were out there that we could really tap, tap into to really bridge the gap between bringing African-American women and girls into the tech space, I decided, you know, I'm going to give it a try. So I really did some research, just dove right in and got started. Well, we're hearing a lot about STEM, but there may be those that still don't know the acronym and what that stands for. Would you share with our audience what STEM is? Absolutely. It stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. And as a part of your nonprofit organization, you mentioned African-American girls. Yes. So is there an age limit to who you're serving? Yeah, it is. So again, um, with STEM Atlanta Women, my target audience is women and girls. And I focus on high school students, um, high school juniors and seniors, college students, and recent college graduates between the ages of 19 and 25. Very good. So how are you reaching them and what kind of things are you doing through this nonprofit organization to further the cause of STEM? Oh, wow. Gosh, you know, I reach them through social media. I reach them through networking events. I work with a lot of leaders and collaborate with leaders who focus on girl equality. I tell you, I had a large following anyway. So when I started to share with my own personal network of, of business leaders that this is what I was doing, um, the work quickly spread throughout Atlanta, throughout my contacts in the education fields and the business arenas. And, you know, I don't know, it just took over. And now my network is really large. So, uh, again, the events that we do are based on kind of what's happening in the STEM space. So I do a lot of events on educational awareness, workshops. Um, we're going to start doing STEM Saturdays. I just did a big event um, with this Hidden Figures movie th- um, that just came out. So that was an event. We did a whole weekend. It was like a pink so what, carpet you, you experience. You mentioned it was it was around a movie? Uh, yes. The movie was called Hidden Figures. Oh, okay. With Taraji sure. P. Henson and Octavia Spencer. It was a big box office hit, too. And so 
I decided that I wanted to take 25 girls, just 25 girls to the movies and to dinner. And it turned into a 500 participating Oh, my event. goodness. Yes. 500. Yes. And did you reach all of those uh, through the social media yes. platforms? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So I had two events. One was an event for girls between the ages of 8 and 14. We did a STEM reception for them. And we did that at Nancy's Pizza Midtown. And then we um, left Nancy's and we went over to Regal Cinemas at Atlantic Station. And we had about 140 girls to participate at that event. Two of the girls that were there um, were actresses in the movie. They played the daughters of Taraji P. Henson and Octavia Spencer. So it was an amazing, amazing experience for the young girls. They had the opportunity to ask questions. The young actresses was able to really share with them their experience in the movie and why taking advantages of opportunities in STEM is so important for young women. So it was just a great opportunity for them to connect. And then that evening, we had about 400 more women and girls that came out, and they were in the age group of 15 and older. So from, I think, 15 was the youngest, and then we went all the way up to as old as you could, could go. <laughs> so I great. could have been there. <laughs> yes. We had a lot of you know women there at all age groups. Well, I, I'm not surprised that you were able to find the celebrities that could come and be a part of this and make it really special. So when you think about uh, after um, and the measuring of success for an event like that, how do you uh, take that experience where you make it special and fun and open environment where the, the girls feel comfortable to be able to ask the questions? You know, sometimes girls don't put themselves out in front. We know about the lean in and uh, even for grown women, it's hard to ask questions because you don't want to be the one in the room that is ignorant and doesn't understand. So how do you work that in your organization so that girls do feel so comfortable to be able to have those open and honest conversations? Well, it, it, you have to, to make sure that you're focused on the right audience. And so when I create an event... I have an avatar of what that audience is like, and I build the curriculum around that particular age group, like what's important for them, you know, what are they interested in, what social media platforms are they using, things of that nature. So, you know, prior to this event, we've done STEM wars at Phillips Arena with high, with, um, high school students and middle school students. We would do, um, we did an event just recently at Georgia Tech with high school students. It was about 350 of them. And so again, um, really tapping into who they are, what's important to them, making sure that you are utilizing the social media platform that they're using, you know, doing focus groups, trying to understand, you know, what is it that they are interested in doing um, relative to activities. And so that's how we make sure that we um, are doing the right things that will cause them to be more engaged in the event. Did you find a consistency or do you find a consistency with the girls that are participating in these programs and special events that uh, you mentioned the social media platforms? What are they really using that that market, that age group you talked about? Wow. It's interesting that you asked that question. I want to go back and say that, you know, I give a huge shout out to the mothers, number one, because, you know, obviously most of the, the mothers and the business leaders are in my network. So I target them. And I know that most of them have girls and uh, or children. But when we meet with the girls or the boys sometimes, and we ask them, you know, what social media platform do you guys use? And majority of the younger people are using Snapchat and Instagram. Those are the two most popular 
um, social media platforms for the demographic group that I serve. Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that. That mm-hmm. I think is consistent. Of course, my children are grown and uh, I don't have them to poll and ask those questions and, and observe their activities that way. But, you know, so I asked the question about measuring that success and the follow-up to an event that large where you have mm-hmm. 300 to 500 girls that you're serving and connecting with. So I would say that's successful just in terms of the numbers, but that that moving the needle on girls really taking interest. It's one thing to talk about it and have the fun. How do you how does that translate into success for them as an individual? Because we know there's gaps now uh, with these tech companies, especially in our footprint, where there are over 900 tech companies in North Fulton. Uh, how are we ensuring that they are literally going to choose? a career that puts them um, in line for those jobs that are so needed, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. these companies are trying to hire and the training needs to be um, as they need it for those particular jobs that are opening up. And I think about the next generation. So that's kind of a long question. Yeah, you know, it's a great question as well. So the power of social media is so important because um, just like we use social media to get the activity and the information out to the parents and the young women who are on social media, a lot of the younger kids are not necessarily on Facebook and the channels that I use to get the information out, but their parents are. And so one of the things that we do is we follow up and we send out information. We send out the the pictures, we send out the videos, we send out additional information, and we ask for feedback and they're they're sharing it with us. They send me emails personally to my STEM Atlanta inbox. They Facebook message me. They send messages in Facebook. They share with one another. So it's almost like a community when you post it in the Facebook group or the Facebook invite itself. And you, if you're really plugged into your audience, you make sure that you listen and you go in and get that information. So it's very important to me that I touch every single person. So it takes some time because the network is pretty big, but I respond to every comment and every question that comes in to the organization. Oh, that's fantastic. And I, I don't know how you find the time, Maxine. It's, it's hard. With but everything and in, 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 in an office down in Hateville. So I know you've got a lot going on. So when you come to uh, the education piece and what you plan, whether it's workshops and training, what are you actually teaching the girls? I hear about the coding. Uh, What specifically are you focusing on under that STEM umbrella? Yeah. So, uh, excuse me. So what's important is having a great team. And so one of my advisors is a young lady who's a senior analyst at the CDC. So she provides a lot of my STEM education and training. Um, But again, uh, my organization is focused on enlightening, empowering, and educating. So the most important thing that we do is to bring awareness to STEM, to STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. And when you're in the groups with the young women and you're doing those smaller sessions and you're talking to them and you're asking, are you aware of STEM? Are you taking classes in school that are STEM related? Some are, some aren't. Some are not even aware of what it is. And so we explain it. We educate them. I put a lot of information out on social media with their parents. We share information in the workshops. But from a curriculum standpoint, we it depends on what's happening. So if we want to talk about robotics, we will have curated content to come in and do a workshop on robotics. If we find that um, there is a particular topic that the girls are interested in based on the feedback that they've shared, then we focus on doing an, a follow-up meeting on that. So 
recently I've learned that a lot of the young girls are interested in cybersecurity. Oh, that's and I'm fantastic. Like, wow, I would have never known that if I didn't really spend the time asking them. So now we're building a workshop around cybersecurity and getting some experts to come in to really talk to the young girls about that and what is it going to require for you to get into that field. And to keep them in Georgia, because I think uh, just understanding what is happening in our state on that cybersecurity front, uh, I know there are a lot of jobs that are opening up even now and continues to change. You know, thinking about the um, driverless cars and mm-hmm. um, the devices that we use. I just heard the other day that just listening to some women chatting about their husbands actually putting tape over their cameras on the laptops as a security measure because uh, the fear that someone could be uh, viewing you on, on your laptop device if they were to able to hack in. So I, I know there, that that's just one little example, but I think we're all thinking about how we can be uh, more secure and pro, you know, active about securing uh, all of the different devices and, and um, you know, our emails, for example. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Uh, the Chamber will be having a cybersecurity event in March. It would be uh, something you and I ought to talk about yeah, later, absolutely. too, um, to think about what is happening in the interest that uh, girls are mm-hmm. showing toward that particular part of the whole technology piece. I would love that. That's great. The other thing that I wanted to share is that um, when you have young girls who are not at all aware of what's happening in the 21st century, one of the tours that I have is called the Lifestyle of the 21st Century. So in those focus group, you know, I, I try to find out what's a, what are they what do they want to do? A lot of them are into fashion and beauty and tech, you know, not necessarily technology, but just all around activities that they can do that they feel is cool and hip and relevant to today. And so what we try to do is help them to link those activities to the STEM pathways. So we help them to know that, okay, if you're interested in beauty, then, you know, this is a health and human services pathway. And we walk them through what's involved in that. So we have events like um, beauty and technology coming up where we're going to really focused on the science behind the beauty. Again, that's going to tap into what they're interested in and helping them to see how their interest is still a part of STEM. If they're interested in coding, believe it or not, they are interested in coding, but we need to make coding fun. So, you know, I work with companies like AirSketch where they code to beats and things of that nature because they're interested in music. So you really have to reach out Number one, it's it's important for organizations like STEM Atlanta to do a lot of the proactive reaching out right. and bringing the awareness first. And then as you get them interested, then you can continue to educate them and then empower them to know that they can do whatever they want to do. So that's what the whole lifestyle of the 21st century girl tour is about. So we go to different schools or different um, organizations, and we train and teach on that as well. Well, you know, it needs to be fun, and, and mm-hmm. we all have our interests. I think about what I was interested in when I was young, and certainly it was the music, and uh, pursued that as a career. And I always thought that I would be able to learn the technology and and actually someday own my own recording studio. And here I am, Mike, today <laughs> on the radio with you. But I've always had a love, but I realized I didn't have the real interest to stick with the training on the technology side. Mm-hmm. I ended up being more of the writer and the voice behind some of the songs I wrote and stuff. But I can see why you need to tap into the part mm-hmm. of that child that's creative, um, their natural 
you know, interests and what they've been created to, to go do in life uh, is going to come straight out front. So to see that you take those two things that, you know, and again, girls are going to be interested in beauty and clothes and all of that fashion. That's exciting to see how you can bring all of that together mm -hmm. and then apply the technology that we know is in front of us today. And also the practical part that, you know, there's bills to pay and cars to pay for. And, and it all is uh, great to have a career like you, Maxine, you have a career, but you also can go after things you're passionate about mm -hmm. and give back. I think it's really exciting. Thank you. Well, you're very inspirational. I think we want to make sure people know how to reach out and find out how they can support, um, you know, STEM Atlanta women. Uh, give us, you know, social media sites, uh, any contact information you want to share. Absolutely. So we have all of them. I have STEM Atlanta women on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And on my Facebook page, you can actually go in and you can share with us if you want to support us. Uh, we are looking for sponsors to help us, of course. But, you know, I don't really focus on it. We just, we have a lot of support from the parents, believe it or not. They invest in their kids and especially in this technology space. So um, I, I just tell you, please go to my Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube we're creating and we're working on an app. So I'm working, last night I just met with a software developer, a mobile software developer was amazing. So he's helping us to put together STEM Atlanta Women's app. That's exciting. Mike, do you have something else you'd like to ask? Well, I just want to say that, uh, you know, it's very inspirational. I've met so many people like you. They've worked in the corporate world for, for, for decades, years and years and years, but they have so much satisfaction now really doing something that's close to their heart. And Absolutely. I can see, you know, just, and we're on radio, so people can't see this, but you smiled throughout this entire interview and you could see <laughs> it radiance, uh, you know, the, that comes you. out of you. Thank you. That's I'm true. excited about it. You know, I um, in, uh, my platform is to serve women and girls, and I'm a little older, but I also believe that it's my duty and responsibility to serve the younger women and to help them to be successful in the 21st century. Maxine, I like to wrap up the show by asking the guest what matters most. I almost feel like I know, but I want to hear from you on that. There may be something that you'd also like to add to what matters most to you. Wow. You know, what matters most to me is my faith. Number one, I try to make sure that I am anchored in the power of now. Like what's happening right now? Not yesterday, not tomorrow, but what am I supposed to be doing right now? Like this interview, it's all about now for me. I, and, I, and not to interrupt, but I love that thought process because sometimes people they miss the journey. The journey is part of the whole experience and you kind of miss what's going on now because you're so focused about where you want to be mm -hmm. that you're that you're not really taking in everything that's happening right now. in the moment. Right. So I, I teach that to my kids. I, I really focus on right now because I know that it's important for me to focus on going forward. I have more years behind me than I have in front of me, right? <laughs> And so that power of now is critical. The other thing that's important to me is to truly serve the women and girls in the community, my black and brown girls who really have not had the opportunity to really understand and gain the awareness of why technology is so important. It's the number one industry in the world today. In order for them to be successful in the 21st century, they have to be engaged and they have to understand it. And so with all of my years of experience, and human resources and understanding the need that's there 
I just feel like I just have to give back. That's exceptional. And uh, to add to, to what you said, Mike, about, you know, people so focused on what's ahead. I also had that thought about that person that feels chained to yesterday. You know, the what if I would have done it this way or just something they haven't been able to move beyond. And I think that was a really important thing for you to say that let's get anchored in now and live our days today and to make a difference today. Absolutely. Wonderful stuff. Maxine Kane, the founder and president of STEM Atlanta Women. Just to say again what Deborah said, thank you very much for joining us here in the studio. You're welcome. I also wanted to give everyone my email address. So if they want to email me and share information, it's Maxine, M-A-X-I-N-E, at stematlantawomen.org. Great. Thank you for that. Before we get on and let everyone know what's going on with the uh, North Fulton Chamber, I want to let everybody know that Faratech, who is a chamber member, has been in business for 25 years by manufacturing top-of-the-line toner supplies and offering outstanding customer service. Faratech offers a 100% guarantee in all of Faratech's products, so you know they stand behind their quality. For more information, visit Faratech.com. That's F-A-R-R-A-T-E-C-H.com. And as we wrap up the program, Deborah, we always like to find out what's going on with the Greater North Fulton Chamber because you guys always have stuff going on for businesses. And I do have something to share on that front. But before I do, I also want to thank Ferritech, not only for their sponsorship, but membership to the Chamber and certainly appreciate them helping us make this uh, happen today. Well, we, well, we're glad to know that, you know, between Business Radio X, Roswell Infinity, and Ferritech, I think we got three new members in 2016 to the Chamber. And you were saying before, the show. What a great year 2016 was for you. A great year. In fact, we celebrated last night. It was our first business after hours of the new year. And we are going to focus every quarter on our new members. You know, bringing in over 250 new members last year, we wanted to celebrate that. So a lot of our restaurant food partners brought in uh, Grub and uh, and Jekyll Brew brought over some great beer. And we had a, a wonderful time recognizing our new members and just networking and sharing time together. I do want to highlight uh, one event that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and Maxine, I want to make sure you're there. But uh, next Friday, the 27th, we have our first Women in Business Networking Breakfast. We're kicking that off with Becky Blaylock. She's a high-level former Southern uh, company, high-level CIO, and will be with us. She's written a book. And so she's going to deliver some great leadership development and network with our women. That starts at 7.30 a.m. next Friday morning. So January 27th. January 27th. 2017. For those of you that hopefully are listening to the show before that date. That's right. And we'll be at the Metropolitan Club off of Windward. So invite all our women, men you're invited to. Uh, it's a great time of networking and we're ready to kick the year off the right way. And I will be there. All right. We'll sit together. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm excited. All right, Deborah. Great job again today and continued success, of course, with the Gwinnett Chamber. Looking forward to the Gwinnett Chamber. See? There, I, I, that's my sister chamber. That's yes. all right. See, I'm, I'm, I'm in the North Fulton studio today. little shout yeah. out to Vince, my yeah, bud over there. There, there you go. <laughs> I'll make sure on the on the Gwinnett Chamber show next week, I'm going to do a shout out for the North Fulton Aww, Chamber. Oh, thank you. So we'll, we'll even the score there. We're great there. friends. Absolutely. Well, all the chambers do great work and continue success in 2017. Let's continue to make it grow and continue to, to help the business community here. Thank you, Mike. Great to be here with you today. All right. Uh, that's our show for today. Uh, again, thanks to our guest, Maxine Kane, the founder and president of STEM Atlanta Women for the major host and the star of the show, Deborah Lanham. I'm Mike Salmon, and we'll see you next time from the Roswell Affinity Studio. This is the North Fulton Chamber Show, North Atlanta's BizLink on Business Radio X. 